It's good to be back on Search the Scriptures. We appreciate so much you tuning in. It is a blessing for us to be able to be with you and share with you from God's Word and to know that you're there and you're listening and that you want to learn the truth of the Bible. We really strive to teach the Bible in a way that is in-depth and in detail. We dig deep. We don't just look at surface matters. We don't just tell a lot of neat-sounding stories about the Bible. We get into the study of the Scriptures in a profound way, and yet we try to get it across in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your personal lives. We need to know how the Bible applies to us on a daily basis. That's where the rubber really meets the road, so to speak. And we hope that you're coming to that better understanding day by day as we study together on this program. We thank you for tuning in and we pray that God is being glorified as we strive to teach his word accurately and effectively and also as you come to that better understanding that is our goal. It's always a blessing to be able to study in this program along with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Gary. It's certainly a blessing for me as well to be associated with you on the program, to be part of this ministry of the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. And we realize that uh, for many people who live in the Omaha area, we've had the opportunity to meet them personally. And that's always a wonderful thing. When you visit with us in our services, we are certainly pleased to have you here. And we encourage you to do that if you have such an opportunity. We know the program also goes into the Council Bluffs area and into the Kansas City area as well. And if you're listening in one of those locations, we'd certainly encourage you to contact the Church of Christ in your area. And they'd be glad to tell you when they meet, any kind of study materials they have available. They'd be willing to help you in any way that they could to once again bring you to a greater understanding of God's Word. And that's what we're really striving to do on this program. As the name implies, search the scriptures. We want to find out what God has in mind for each of us and how we can best follow him and live a life that ultimately will end in eternity. That will ultimately live in eternity, end in eternity. Yeah, end is not the right word, I guess, because in eternity we're just beginning. Just beginning, (laughs) yes, yes. Yeah, good way to think about that. And you know, Dennis, we're really into a, oh, talk about a a study that is is so vital to this and so relevant Mm -hmm. to trying to make sure that we're moving in that direction toward Mm -hmm. heaven. Yes, yes, that's right. We're we're looking at a study, we've entitled it, uh, A Life Worth Living. And as we've pointed out in several of the programs in this particular uh, session, So many people have lost it. Uh, They just don't know where to look in terms of getting the true value out of life that God intends us to get. And that's so sad, Uh, so sad. People have turned in directions that are just counterproductive to a life that is worth living. And you know, that's so prevalent in our society today. We're all caught up in all the wrong directions. I think it's so prevalent for many of us, it may seem like the norm. Yes, I think you're right. That's what everybody's doing, Yes, we might say. Mm -hmm. I'm just following the same line of thinking that everybody Mm -hmm. else has around me. Exactly. 
And that line of thinking, though, leads us in directions that are not fulfilling. That's true. So many people are looking for that happiness that is so elusive because they're not looking in the right source for that happiness. That's true. You know, as we said in the program yesterday, if we're truly looking to find fulfillment and happiness and peace and contentment in our lives, that's going to be found in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And really, that's not only the best place, it's the only place we're going to find such a life. We've been looking in this particular section of our study, Dennis, and I, I, think, I think, as I said, this whole study is, is so relevant to us. We mm -hmm. just need to tune in to the real direction, the message from God's Word that says, hey, don't get all focused upon and all caught up in the affairs of this world. Yes. This is all temporary. Mm-hmm. Passing away. Mm -hmm. Look to me. Look to heaven. Look to eternity. That's where you're really going to find your happiness and your fulfillment and your direction in life. Yeah, that's exactly right, Gary. And in the statements you've just made, it reminded me of something that uh, John said to his readers on one occasion that really, I think, reinforces the comments you've just shared with us. In 1 John chapter 2, Beginning in verse 15, he said, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And boy, is that a telling statement or what? It really is. I'll tell you, if you're loving the world, then the love of God just isn't in you. Now read the next verse there too. Verse 16, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. The focus is wrong, if that's where we're focused. Now, the next verse, though, really summarizes and gives us the foundation for understanding the previous two verses. It certainly does. Verse 17, and the world is passing away and the lust of it, but... He who does the will of God abides forever. This world is passing away. Mm -hmm. We need to understand that. We need to come to grips with that. We really do. It's passing away. Mm -hmm. But if our life is grounded correctly in Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. our Savior, mm -hmm. we're going to abide. We're going to live forever. Yes. Not in this world. No. But in eternity. That's right. Forever. Yes. The cares and the troubles and the heartaches of this world will be past. Mm -hmm. And we'll be able to look forward to the joys and the promises and the hope of heaven. Oh, and how wonderful that's pictured for us. Begin by John, you Amen. know, in the book of Revelation. You, you think about some of the ways he described that. No more sorrow. No more pain. No more crying. No more death. I mean, that's just almost impossible for us to grasp in this human body with our limited understanding. But what a great promise. Yeah. Now, let's, you know, add a little bit there by intimation. Mm -hmm. No more struggling 
yeah. with the addictions of alcoholism and yes. drugs that people get caught up in because they're looking for happiness somehow mm -hmm. through yes. those avenues. That's right. No more broken hearts over illicit sexual affairs mm -hmm. that we were trying to find happiness through, mm -hmm. but they were just so shallow mm -hmm. and so temporary mm -hmm. that we only ended up losing whatever temporary joy we might have found. No more lying to cover up lies that had previously been told. Maybe keeping people awake all night in worry and anxiety and fear. How am I going to get out of this? And no more worrying. That's right. And anxiety that's and fear. Right. Because all of that's connected with this life. That's right. Yeah. And we could go on and on. Sure. We? My, my. Well, let's go back to Ecclesiastes. And we were looking in there at some length that Old Testament book in our program yesterday. Mm -hmm. Let's go back, and because Solomon, boy, I tell you what, now he lived about, uh, rounded off 3,000 years ago, mm -hmm. but talk about a fella who was relating to what we go through in this life today. Mm -hmm. We find it in the book of Ecclesiastes. Boy, we sure do. He was looking for... Fulfillment through pleasures, mm -hmm. we were noting in, mm -hmm. in Ecclesiastes chapter 2 and verse 1, mm -hmm. but ultimately he concluded, hey, that didn't do it for me. It was vanity. That, that was fleeting. Mm -hmm. And then we were looking at some length in verses 4 through 11 of Ecclesiastes chapter 2, and he was talking about just basically whatever I wanted, mm -hmm. I just went out and got. I could have anything that my heart desired, mm -hmm. and I did that, and I didn't find happiness there either. That's right. And we tried to bring that and make the application to our lives on a contemporary basis. Mm -hmm. You talk about buying the finest house in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You put in the one most you know, plush and, and, and aesthetically pleasing landscaping. You build that sunroom in the back and it has all the game stuff in there and you go downstairs and you put in a home theater and it's, everything's digitized and, oh, whatever you want. And that's not where you find happiness. That's right. And if Solomon was aware of that. Solomon realized that it wasn't there either. Yes. Let's go a little further. Let's okay. look at verses 12 through 15 of Ecclesiastes chapter 2. Then I turned myself to consider wisdom and madness and folly. For what can the man do who succeeds the king? Only what he has already done. Then I saw that wisdom excels folly as light excels darkness. The wise man's eyes are in his head, but the fool walks in darkness. Yet I myself perceive that the same event happens to them all. So I said in my heart, as it happens to the fool, it also happens to me. And why was I then more wise? Then I said in my heart, this also is vanity. If we're only looking at the wisdom that is related to this world and that looks wise from the perspective of this world, we might come away and say, you know, I thought I was pretty wise, mm -hmm. but I still got sick. When diseases came around, mm -hmm. I still 
hurt myself when I fell. Mm-hmm. I still grew old as the years rolled by. Right. And ultimately, I realize I'm going to die mm-hmm. one day. Mm-hmm. Everything happens, all those kinds of things to everybody, mm-hmm. whether they're the smartest folk in the world or they're uneducated. Exactly. Whether they're the wisest people in town or they're foolish. That's right. All of those things happen. They do. Well, if we somehow hope that we're going to change all of that, then we're going to come to the point where we say, you know, my whole, my whole quest was vanity. That's right. I can't change those things. If we're honest with ourselves, we will say that. Those things are part of life. Mm-hmm. Now, let's turn to chapter 12. We could go on and on through the book of Ecclesiastes. We really could. Uh, you know, uh, for anyone who's familiar with that particular Old Testament book, you know it may be tough sledding to read through that on occasion because it is a kind of a downer. Yeah. Quite honestly. Yeah. You know, Solomon mentions one thing after another in the ways that he's pursued and the things that he's pursued. And to all of them, he concludes, you know what? This is vanity. I didn't find what I was looking for. The pleasure, the fulfillment, it was all lacking. I wasn't where it was. And how many of us make the same mistake on a much smaller scale? Well, I think we do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, you wonder what Solomon must have been thinking as he went through that period in his life. You're talking about a man who was incredibly wealthy. Yes. And he had all the resources of the nation at his fingertips. That's right. And his disposal. Mm-hmm. And he could basically have had anything he wanted to have. He could. And as he... And you wonder, did, did he just kind of think, well, I'm just going to search here. I'm going to try to find fulfillment. I'm going to try to find happiness. Uh, but all of it was related to this world. Mm-hmm. And he ultimately came to the conclusion, as we're going to read in a few moments, we're going to flash forward to chapter 12, mm-hmm. get to the very end of this book, mm-hmm. and he's going to finally figure it all out. Yes. You wonder, Solomon... God made you the wisest man in the world, mm-hmm. perhaps of all time. Mm-hmm. What were you wasting your time for? Yeah. <laughs> what took you so long? <laughs> yeah. You wasted a lot there. Yeah. And, well, and you know, you think about that, Gary. You say, well, he could have had anything he wanted, and in many cases he did. Yes. He had all of those things and many more probably that aren't even mentioned in the book. You talk about relationships. He had a thousand wives. Yes. Now, undoubtedly, he didn't know the names of even half of them. I wouldn't think so. But he had all of those wives at his disposal. (laughs) Well, that was the mark of a mighty, powerful king Mm -hmm. in those days, in that culture. Right. But he didn't find that lasting happiness in those kinds of physical relationships. He didn't. Well, let's read the conclusion of the matter. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. 
This is man's all. Mm-hmm. What do we mean by this is man's all? You know, I, I find that uh, the way that this particular verse is rendered in the New American Standard Version helps me. That last phrase, it's translated, this applies to every person. And I think we could probably say this is the sum total of the faithful follower's focus in his life. This is the bottom line of what life is all about. It's a good way to say it. Fear God. Now, we're not talking about being fearful of God from the standpoint of being scared to death. We're talking about holding him in awe, in reverence, in respect, right. to the extent that we're going to live our lives by his teachings. Exactly. So, fear God and keep his commandments. Mm-hmm. And that's the bottom line for our lives. It really is. If we can just keep that in focus and realize, you know, the motor in my car may blow up. I may not have the money to go put a new motor in it. Mm-hmm. A tree might fall on my, the roof of my house during a windstorm. Mm-hmm. I may not have the insurance to take care of it. My wife or my husband or my children may get sick or I may be stricken with a dreadful illness. Mm-hmm. And I may have to linger through that illness for many months or even years. Mm-hmm. But if I'll just follow God faithfully, I know all of this will ultimately pass. Mm-hmm. And I know that things are going to be okay. Yes. Yes, that's right. You know, there's a, a wonderful passage in Romans 8, verse 28, that speaks to that, Gary. And uh, what you said reminded me of it. Um, there were told that you know, God causes all things to work together for good to those who love him, to those who are called according to his purpose. We may not always understand all the particulars. We may not always understand all of the ways that God is working things out That's right. for our good. Mm-hmm. But if we'll trust him... Mm-hmm. And his promise in that particular passage that you just noted, Romans 8 and verse 28, Mm -hmm. then ultimately we can find that peace for our lives Mm -hmm. that is only found in a right relationship with God. Yes. And just so our listeners don't misunderstand what we're saying or what God is saying in that particular verse... It doesn't indicate that everything we encounter in life is going to be good. You know, Paul, probably far more than we do, understood that everything in this life is not good. I mean, the things that he went through in serving Christ and in trying to further the gospel is very evident of that. He went through some horrible, horrible persecutions because of his faith that he so publicly demonstrated all those things were not good but he could have that peace that you were mentioning even if the things on this life didn't work out well because ultimately he knew that he had a place reserved for him in heaven and there 
everything would be good. And that peace, of course, is what Paul talks about in Philippians chapter 4 oh, yes. and verse 7. Yes. And he says, the peace of God, which passes or surpasses all understanding, mm -hmm. will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's right. You might not have the biggest house in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You might not own any house at all. Mm -hmm. You might have a small, little, dinky apartment. Mm-hmm. You may not have the clothes with all the latest tags of fashion on them. Right. You may have just enough clothes to get you by each week. Mm -hmm. You may not be able to go to the fancy restaurants. You may not even be able to eat steak more than once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. You may not be able to cook all of those really neat-sounding recipes that you see on TV, mm -hmm. but... God is going to take care of you. That's right. In fact, you may not have a TV. That's right. You may not be able to afford cable if you've got a TV. Mm -hmm. You may not even be able to afford internet if mm -hmm. you've got a computer. Right. But all of those things are incidentals. Mm -hmm. If your heart is right, if your life is right with God, now that means faithful, dedicated, consistent obedience, mm -hmm. then... The peace that you will have by knowing where you're going eternally, mm -hmm. knowing where your life is centered and anchored, will keep, it will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What a great assurance. It is. You're not going to find that in buying a bigger house, in buying more expensive carpets for your house, in buying the latest electronic games and equipment in getting the now even larger widescreen TV. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get it by buying the hottest new model of car. You're not going to get it in any way that's tied primarily to this world. Mm -hmm. You're only going to find that peace that will be the anchor for your soul no matter how much or how little you might have of this world's goods and possessions through Jesus Christ. Exactly. We want to encourage you to contact us and ask us for the free Bible study that we always offer. And when we say free, we mean exactly that. We'll even pay the postage. And you can begin to learn right from God's word of his way for you to find that peace and to have that fulfillment and happiness that has eluded you to this point. Please contact us today.